Welcome into the DNVR Gaming Podcast brought to you by WGT Golf. Remember to download it totally for free today at dnvrgolf.com on either your laptop or phone. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. Joining me for this one is AJ Hayfley. We may or may not have other people drop in as we discuss uh, the biggest topic, I think, going on right now in sort of the gaming world, uh, and the, the drop of the Mortal Kombat trailer very recently here, AJ. And there's been a lot of other uh, big gaming movie news. Uh, the Last of Us has had some casting news out there. Uh, Uncharted continues to move forward. And it looks like maybe potentially we're moving into a, a better, happier time in video game movie history. Are you there yet? Maybe. Um, I mean, it's hard to it's hard it's hard to feel like we're not moving into a positive direction, right? Because uh, I believe you've seen the Sonic movie and you liked it. Yes. Um, yes. The Detective Pikachu movie was killer. Yes. <clears throat> so I Ryan mean, Reynolds like, helps. Sure, but you know he's an actor. It turns yeah, out good when you hire those guys to be in your movies, things like that. Weird. I feel like we're at least trending in the right direction here. It's a small sample size, but that's how that's how comic book movies started, too. You and I remember how when X-Men came out, you know, with Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry, and it was like, we've seen how this goes. This is going to be bad. And it was totally acceptable. And then <laughs> right. great. And then all of a sudden the MCU was like, should we be born? <laughs> should and should they, we maybe do that? And they and they, you know, people are now comic book movies are so successful that people are sick of them. <laughs> right. So I feel like, like we we uh we've got a good chance here. Yeah, I you know I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I think it, it's going to take a certain similar understanding. You know, I I like to refer to those movies before the two thousands and and as you said, really the the, the X two as the Tim Burton style of creating comic book movies, which was basically to take the iconography, the symbols that everyone's familiar with, the things people like. Uh, but then totally get rid of everything else, the themes, the stories, and just do your own Hollywood thing with it. And so comic book movies were okay, but they existed on this kind of spectrum. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of where video game movies have been at. And now it looks like, and, and I think one of the biggest symbols of that was to get us back to Mortal Kombat, right? So it's like the original Mortal Kombat movies. I actually have a soft spot in my heart for the very first one as silly and goofy as it is there's some quality like fight sequencing in there and whatever but the biggest thing is like they were pg-13 movies at a time when mortal kombat was known for one thing yeah <laughs> <Big alley. laughs> yeah these like over-the-top violent sequences and so Again, they took the iconography of Mortal Kombat, but none of its ethos, none of what made it popular in the first place. And now, at the very least, it looks like whether this movie ends up being good or not, this trailer is like, hey, that looks like Mortal Kombat. 
I think it's it's interesting uh, because Mortal Kombat is one of the few fighting franchises that has at least attempted uh, to weave an actual storyline into it. Right. Whereas, like, Smash Brothers is like, here's a ton of Nintendo characters fighting each other. <laughs> you know? And, and Street Fighter is kind of the same way. There's, like, a story to it. Yeah. Uh, but, but the rest... The rest of it is the, the most other fighters are just like pick a dope looking fighter, find the guy that fits your style, and go learn how to beat the other guy up. Right. And so Mortal Kombat's one of the few fighters that can actually translate to a, potentially to the movie setting. But I also think it's it's interesting because you would think fighters are perfect for movies. Because they lend themselves to awesome action sequences. Right. One-on-one fighting. Right. I mean, look at look at how incredibly popular John Wick ended up. Right. In large part because people liked watching the fighting. They liked watching John Wick kill people. Now that's that's John Wick against a bunch of endless bad guys, you know, you have one eight hundred henchmen. Right. But <laughs> Mortal Kombat, you know, and Mortal Kombat will be like established characters that People have devoted hours to learning all of the moves and all of the all of the combinations, and they're going to be looking. They're going to be people are going to be. I play Sub Zero. I'm going to be looking at Sub Zero and, and right. saying where are all of the different moves that I use in in the games. You know, so it's it's going to be different. It's going to be a little more intense, but I think it opens up the opportunity to connect with your fan base in that way. Because let's be real, you're making it for them. They're not making a Mortal Kombat movie for people who don't, who don't care even the slightest bit about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think that's been one of the big shifts kind of in entertainment over the last 10 to 15 years anyway, especially with introductions of like streaming services and all that. Like, yeah. I, like when we were kids, I feel like if you wanted something to be successful, you had to make it for everybody, which meant, yeah. you know, reaching across the aisle to people who this isn't necessarily for and you're exactly right you don't have to do that anymore this can be That's a Mortal Kombat movie Batman forever totally totally like this is trying to be for everybody and ends up being for nobody yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas yeah I think you're right like the harder they lean into let's make sure that all the Mortal Kombat fans love this and it kind of works the way, back to the Marvel thing, not to use them as the example for success, but they kind of are. You know, it's like my girlfriend wasn't big into comic books growing up or whatever. And, it, and you know, you watch a couple of these movies, you go, this is fun. Now I want to learn more about it from you, the hardcore person, the people that are into it, right? And I think the Mortal Kombat, like video game movies could work in the same way. It doesn't have to be, you know, they're going to make Metal Gear Solid. Uh, supposedly with uh, what's his name uh, it's Oscar Isaac he's going to play oh, really? Snake yeah and it's like that has so much potential and it could be something where if that movie's really good uh, then people can come to someone like me who's super into that series and go what is this all about and it's like let me tell you <laughs> you know like yeah. there's there's so much fun to be had there but you got to lean hard into it yeah the way that the way that I, I see it is that if don't make the fans of the series happy nobody else is gonna like it right because because you're you're appealing to them first and foremost you know and I say this after a lot of heavy criticism of Star Wars you know 
where it's like that's a different I think that's a different level because that's a perpetually unhappy fan base right uh, but <laughs> like I, I I do think that the idea is correct in appease the hardcore Mortal Kombat fans get yeah. them get them invested into it and then draw like you and I I don't I don't think you and I are big fighter guys um, not huge. Like, like I'll, I'll play them. I own several of them, and I play them every once in a while, you know. But it, but it's not like a, it's not like a, a focus of my gaming time. But I'll absolutely, I'll absolutely spend the money to go see it. One because I want to support the idea of making more video game movies, and two because this, this is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the target demographic here. I have I have no problem being like that. Eh, you guys got me, right? Totally. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll see it right away. I, it is funny as you mentioned because I've always been into this franchise in particular, so I'm not a huge fighting game person. But I've played most of the mainline Mortal Kombat games, some Street Fighter along the way, uh, you know. But never gotten into things like Guilty Gear or anything like that, or any of the King of Fighters or yeah. Smash Bros. is a different category altogether, and we both get into that because Nintendo is sure. awesome. I'm kind of uh, surprised you're the, the DC fighter isn't uh, something that you're oh, into. Oh, I just totally left that out. Injustice, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm super into Injustice. Injustice exactly. 1 and 2 are they're very, very good. Yeah. Very it's my, good. It's my favorite fighter in the last several years. Yeah. Uh, and it's made by the same people who make Mortal Kombat now. Um, and so, you know, they take kind of a similar... We really want our characters to to drive your love for playing this game. So it's not just I want to beat people, but I want, as you said, I want to be Sub Zero. I want to be Scorpion. These kind of classic iconic characters that have been there from the very beginning. That you you see them all in this trailer, right? It's built around Sonya Blade and Jax and Kano and yeah. Raiden and the classics. And there's yeah. really no reason to stray from that cast because it's. Dope. Uh, I so I watched the trailer just before we started this. I spent the whole time being like, "Where's my guy, Liu Kang? Yeah, where he at?" And then he shows up and he's like, "I'm Liu Kang," and I was like, "There he is, <laughs> Look, my man." Yeah, and it looks so, like him. He does a dragon thing, and you're like, "That's that's Liu Kang." Yeah. The uh, the the fan service I think was already great in that trailer. Um, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, I don't know how you could get through that trailer and not feel like, "Okay, well, I have to see this now." You know, you've right. got, you got Sub-Zero fighting Scorpion at the very end of it, which is like the iconic Mortal Kombat matchup that everybody cares about. Right. He, throw, you know, he throws it out there, gives him the get over here, and you're just like, come on, they're trying. Like, this is exactly what they should be doing. They are yep. catering to the fans. Right. Uh, it, it, they no longer feel like the need to apologize or run away from it. I think the biggest example of that may actually be the the tiny little bit that all trailers have after they they give you the you know the date, and then there's that one last little three to five second clip of something, and it's Kana wins, and he's holding yeah. the. <laughs> and if you watch the red band, he drops he drops an f bomb too, which gives you everything you need to know. They know it's a fighting game. They know it's about fighting. They know it's about violence and swearing, and for adults, like, it's all right there in that three to five seconds. Well, so. and, and the level of violence in the trailer too. Yeah, where you're you're like, okay, they're not they're not PG thirteen 
in this up. You know, it's right. very, it's graphic. It's, yeah. you know, the scorpion strike cuts a dude's arm off. You know, you're right. like, okay, well, this is this is gonna get. And I did, I did really like also the uh, in the in you heard the towards the end you heard the finish it and you're like, oh, yeah, sweet. Because yeah. if we get some fatalities up in here, it's gonna be great. My, right. my question is, is like, it looks like this, like self, this journey of self discovery, which is relatable on every level because every every human goes through that journey in their life, figuring out who they are at their core and like where they come from, and where they belong, and finding their place in the world, and so that's kind of the feel I got from that trailer is that that's where they're that's what they're. Are they gonna? If they're gonna be the tournament, are they setting this up for like a series of movies where the tournament takes place? You know, in a different right. movie, or right. is it? Because it it felt very origin story ish, where you're like, look, I love a good origin story. Mortal Kombat is all about the tournament. Yeah, is is it going to actually happen? Are we gonna see like random matchups here? Right. Seems so, like a lot of getting to the tournament. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I've I've criticized trailers a lot lately for being too. Anytime for I see a two and a giving half away the trailer, whole damn movie, <laughs> I get nervous because I'm yeah. like, oh boy, a two and a half minute trailer is going to tell me everything I need to know about the movie, yeah, including how it freaking ends. So, I'm I'm curious to see. They they did a good job of leaving that open, um, but I am I am curious to see. Are we getting are we getting the tournament or are we getting the journey to the tournament and then it's like a fight or two, right? So I'm, that, I think that'll be important to me. Uh, totally agree. And how they handle this new main character Cole, I think is his name, right? And and I think this yeah. is an interesting idea because Mortal Kombat can maybe pull this off. You you couldn't get away with it in say The Last of Us or Uncharted, these games where the main characters are iconic and they have to drive the plot and story. Like if you if you did Uncharted and you were like, but it's not Nathan Drake, we'll meet him. Here's a new character that you, people would, you, no, get away from me with this, right? right? Like um, here, I think it could work though. Um, <laughs> Go come see the Uncharted movie with Nelson Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody, right? Like, yeah. um, or, or you could do, like, I actually think for, for some of the, the series that are closer to our hearts, uh, if, if you were to do a, a Warcraft again or, or differently or, or Final Fantasy stories, I think you can tell those by having a, a character who's basically an avatar for the audience, right? That's what this guy is, is meant to do, is to bring us into the world of Mortal Kombat. And then all these yeah. other characters come around and, and have done well. I, I think that's a, a really compelling way to do it. But there's, side door. there's a there's a trick if this guy isn't lovable and doesn't do the job well. And then it's like, oh, we spent all this time with this new guy that none of us cared about to begin with. And we only got eight minutes of screen time out of Sub-Zero or something like that would... Which doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I think that's a fine line you walk when you start introducing these totally new elements when you are trying to tell a true to the original story. Going to be fascinating to see how that pans out. Yeah, um, I'm less worried about it um, than I would say normally because you can know the freedom that introducing your own character with its own story they have uh, is that they can kind of do whatever they want. 
And so it's going to be... I, I will say I worry about overexposure with that character, where, okay, like, I get that he's, like, the focus here, you know, that he, this, this is what we're keeping an eye on or whatever, but um, I'm... Like a lot of us, a lot of us are going to go watch that movie and want to watch the characters that we like. So if you right. only get, you know, if you only get Sonya Blade's introduction, like I'm Sonya, you know, and she smokes a couple of randos and then you don't see her most of the rest of the movie. She's like a background character as they like travel together to the to the tournament. She's right. just like in the background hanging out. Maybe she kills a random person if they get into a fight. But they don't spend time with her. I think that's the concern: is that they spend right. too much time with the main character, and they don't let the cast breathe a little bit. Because you wanna, you wanna see, you wanna be invested. If they, especially if they have the tournament, you wanna be invested with whatever matchup they end up with. Right. You wanna feel like, ah, oh, man, I, I really, I've, I've gotten to like this character over the movie. I really don't want to watch this dude. Get his head, you know, get his heart ripped out in a fatality here in four minutes. Right. Yeah. There's the. There's some pretty great potential. I'm excited about it. I did see. Oh, let me see if I can bring up here. So we ran a, a poll on um, DNVR Gaming, and I was kind of surprised by the results because I think you hear uh, the negativity about the video game movies, and we all understand why that's the case. We've all lived through it together. <laughs> We're all in this thing. You know, I actually own the original Super Mario Brothers movie on DVD for for funsies. There's there's elements of it that I find hilarious, uh, but it, it's obviously objectively a terrible movie. No one's trying to make that claim. But it's just like, we, we've all been there, right? But here it is. So... Of the people that voted here about how are you feeling about the new Mortal Kombat movie, 33%, the most of any category, said cautiously optimistic, with second place being just straight up hype. Uh, then in third place, kind of a meh feeling. Only Now, I may have weighted this one too much because I, I said all game movies suck for the bottom category. And maybe some people could have just said, well, this game movie might suck. I well, that's that's the thing though, is that there are people who write these off because they're like, oh, video game movies are bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna see it because of that. Yeah. So I think it was appropriate. Yeah. Because you have so. you have two legitimately excited levels there. You know, important distinction between the two, and then you have kind of the uh, almost apathetic crowd where they're like, eh, if I hear it's good, I'll see it, and then you have the like, I'm I'm out, I'm hard out. Video yeah. Game yeah. So yeah. I, no, I, it's, I'm surprised by that poll too. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool that that people are at least cautiously optimistic for the most part uh, about it, and uh, you know, I, I think that leaves <laughs> open the door. Do it well, and we can do more of these. So, what are some of these other ones that are coming up that? you could maybe be most cautiously optimistic about. Um, and then we can talk about some of Cygnus saying, you know, or, or we could go right into this, whichever way you want to go with it, what games just would make great movies. He's suggesting Spec Ops, The Line. Um, I will say, I mentioned the Metal Gear Solid one earlier. I've always thought that if done well, the first Metal Gear Solid would make a great movie. The rest of them get really difficult when it comes to like the meta stuff and 
all the game mechanics that are important, but I think the first Metal Gear Solid with the Shadow Moses Island, and for those of you that know, just a, it's a very isolated incident that I think can make a great movie. And the guy like Oscar Isaac playing Snake, you, know, you get a great director, you do that well, I think that could work well. So that's the one I'm most cautiously optimistic about because again if the trend is we're going closer and closer to the original stories we're letting the source material do more of the legwork and we're working on just presenting it cinematically in a way that translates the original story of metal gear solid is just too damn good it's complicated and difficult to tell but it's really good so sorry uh, Sorry. Alan was also messaging me about um, work stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> the app, the app schedule, schedule changes. So. Um, again? No. <laughs> okay. No, not again. Just anyway. Um, oh, yeah, boy. I'm, I actually, I'm not familiar with Spec Ops line at all. I know that there was a lot me of, neither. like, there was a lot of controversy surrounding its release, but it's not my kind of game. Yeah. So I just left it alone. Also from the comments, um, wanting a great World War One game. Can we get one where you actually get to kill like the Archduke and start We're, World War One? Right. I mean, instead of <laughs> instead of it being like Hey, here you get just just dropped into another setting with a bunch of tanks and you know, and you're running around and you're just killing indiscriminate number of people uh in service of a of the large war, you know. Can we can we get like a World War game where you actually get to like be behind the scenes of some of the cool stuff that happens? Right. Like, cool, cool stuff. Like, well, yeah. You know, what I mean? not <laughs> yeah. not like World Wars are awesome. Like, <laughs> right. In the way that, yeah, no, nah. yeah, I yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I think, it, I, think I, that could I just be very I feel like after twenty years of watching um, war games be made, we need a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, what else? Because, like, yeah, we got some talks of Call of Duty being yeah. uh, World War One battlefield. Yeah. Did you ever Did you ever draw a line? Did you ever pick a franchise, Call of Duty or Battlefield? You know, it's funny. I, yeah, back I, in the day, Medal of Honor. I was going to say, I was kind of a Medal of Honor guy. Yeah, and, that's where I started. I started yeah. Medal of Honor. And I, you know, enjoyed those games, but I think I just kind of had my fill. I don't know. There came a point where I just didn't want to play realistic war games anymore. And, I, and, and Halo 2 kind of just replaced that. I was like, I would so much rather run around and, and shoot space aliens than Nazis for whatever reason. And, like, I don't know. Once you, once you played, like, five World War... Because you remember in the early 2000s... It was like, all World War Two all the time. 2000 to, like, 2000 and, like, seven-ish, eight-ish, maybe? Yeah. God, it was like, oh... Like, World War Two historians were making bank because they were getting brought in on every single video game project. No, uh, Right. Okay, well, we're going to... Well, look, yes, it is a World War II game, but here's our twist. Right. It's just like, okay, got it. I got. I totally got it. You're killing Nazis. At the end of the right. day, And, it. like, even Wolfenstein, like, cornered the, but we've got a twist thing. Like, 
a, a while ago. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I just, but I don't, I don't, you know, if people get really into Call of Duty or Battlefield, I understand. I, you know, I've heard. Well, I don't think people get really into those games anymore because of what they're up to. I, I yeah. They just, it, they, they go online and, and now, especially with Warzone, you know, in the Battle Royale craze, people go on there and they're just like, oh, look, I'm, look, my friends get the new iteration. This is how I, this is how I stay connected with my friends. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, um, I think I, someone in the comments was saying that part of the problem with video game movies in the past, you know, has been that uh, developers and studios not understanding that it's hundreds of hours of lore and you know trying to fit it all into one game. And that's another yeah. thing that, not to keep giving all this credit to Marvel, but you know the the age of expanded universes. I know that's something people have already become cynical about. It's like, oh, everything needs to be an expanded universe or everything needs to have sequels and stuff. It's like, look, if you if you want to, I highly highly support anyone who wants to go out and support indie art house flicks that are one off, hour and a half or two long two hour long stories that just are there and done and that's, I have nothing wrong with that. I love those kinds of movies. Some of my favorite kinds of movies, but one of the nice things about uh, audiences now being familiar with the idea of, yes, this movie could be tied to another movie or to another video game, is that you can tell much larger stories. You can do these video game stories justice. So I think there's a few of them, some we're probably not even thinking of, that will be better off because of that kind of expanded way of, of making movies now. Like Warcraft would be far better served if there were, if it was done just like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? If maybe there were a couple of movies that worked as big event films, but there were TV shows that you would follow in between, or it's even tied straight to the games. Like if you would know more than I would, but it seems perfect for that style of, multifaceted storytelling yeah those are <clears throat> you know um, i i watched the the warcraft movie because of a girl and it wasn't bad honestly i really didn't i understood that a lot of people hated it or whatever but i really didn't think it was problematic i thought it was yeah. dope. um and and i think the big then then i really started to play the games and i haven't even like, I, I started playing in the expansion before the one that the game is on now. So there's, like, a full decade worth of lore that I don't know shit about. Yeah. Let alone, like, books and other stuff, you know, that in, is in the universe. Like, just the main game storylines. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I never went back and did it. Because um, it's just much. But I can, I'd like, the, the problem when you try and make a franchise like that into a movie... One, where do you start? How do you pick which story to tell? Right. If you tell a story that's already been told, what are you doing different with it? How true to the source material do you stay? You know, if you try and tell a story that hasn't really been told and it's kind of a a Rogue One-ish, like, we know that this thing happened because it gets referenced, but we never actually saw it, so that's the story that we want to tell, you might end up in too small of a niche yeah. uh, that, that you're just like, ah, this isn't... This, this was not how you wanted to do this. I think I think the Warcraft universe is deserving of translation to TVs and movies. Um, I, I just think it should be serialized content. It should be yeah. 
it should be a Netflix show. Should, you know, the way that they did Castlevania is a perfect model for yeah. what the Warcraft. Because how many Castlevania games are there? Where do you start? Right. Totally. You know? And 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 so they what they did is they started and they were like, this is the this is the core premise of Castlevania, and we're just going to tell them we're just going to tell the big story. And they yep. did it in a really cool way that even I, a noted anime disliker, uh, didn't I didn't know that issues. about you. I hmm. oh okay, okay. That's I an interesting that, conversation. That's, that's adjacent that, to this. Yeah, is that sarcasm? No, I, we just oh. have never we've never wandered upon oh, this particular. Dude, I, I, I didn't anime, know this. Man. I hate it. I wow. hate it. Okay. Hate it. Um, okay. Castlevania was great, and I really, yeah. I, was, I like, I watched it, and I was like, "We'll see about this," and I loved it. I thought it was great, and I think that that it sets up a, a universe like Warcraft perfectly, where you say, "Look, you don't need, you don't need everything to be live action. You can make an anime, a great animated series that tells all these stories." To yeah. be honest with you, I would almost be more interested. And and because it gets brought up all the time when this conversation is broached, but Mass Effect, yeah, should it be a movie? Yes. Well, it should be several. I should. It should be a show. If they, it, it should either be several movies or a show with a huge like Game of Thrones style budget. You need you need a budget for Mass Effect. Is the thing. Or do you make it? Do you make it an animated series? And. It makes that's it, how it you makes solve it, the budget problem. It makes it easier to make, and you can do more things with it because you're not having to constantly figure out how am I translating this to the real world? How are we making this live act? Would it be great for me, world's biggest Mass Effect fan? To I would I would I should say DNBR's biggest Mass Effect fan. <laughs> but some I, people out there. Do I? Yeah, right. <laughs> do I? Do I need to see a live action? Would I love to see it? Would I love to see, you know, the the Citadel come to life and people wandering around? Oh my God, I would probably cry. But would I rather see a great television series get made over a bad movie just because I wanted to see the Citadel IRL? I would rather. I would just rather there be a good like right. piece of content i would rather it be quality media for me to consume about my favorite series versus trying to force the live action thing right because so much of that series is going to be hard to translate how do you translate the, the 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 choices that get made you literally have to choose which characters live and die in the game right you're going to alienate which... some part of your fan base yeah yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, do you follow the main storyline? The answer should be yes. It's an amazing storyline, right? Uh, and I would, I would say, Matt, part, you know, part of the appeal of Mass Effect Two, for example, the the side missions that you do with all the characters, it's yeah. a huge part of why that game is the way is is right. loved the way that it is. How do you handle that in a movie? You don't have time in a movie to go tell these in depth expansive character specific stories while also keeping an eye on the overarching story of we're building towards going through the Omega relay and we don't know what's on the other side. Right. It should be a TV series. 
Yeah, I I agree. And actually, this process just kind of happened with the the Final Fantasy series, and I had to live through it because for so damn long, uh, my brother well, it was a thirty two minute mark. Hey, we spent all that time on Warcraft, <laughs> uh, but. Um, you know, my, my brother and I have been talking about how great a Final Fantasy live-action movie could be for a very long time. The problems were always what we had just talked about here. you got to cut out so many of the side stories and side quests and all these other things, and you got to really streamline it or maybe turn it into a trilogy. You do whatever. And then it had, they like signed a deal a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, they're going to do a big live-action movie. But then that... Like slowly got whittled away, and they decided, no, 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 they're going to do a live-action show, and they're not going to do a retelling of any one of the individual games. They're going to set it in the world of the MMO so that they can kind of pick and choose whatever parts of the entire multiverse that they want, which is, like, so fascinating. Like, the, the, it's well, not getting close to... Option. You would think so, right? But... For people, so it's weird because, like, from a marketing standpoint, yeah, you would it'd be so easier if you could just slap cloud on the front of the thing and be like, We're gonna tell you the story of Final Fantasy VII over the course of 22 episodes of television or something. Like, I mean, casting Kefka for, from six, totally. Oh, I've, I've thought about so many. Like, six is always the one that I and I would come back to and try to cast like it was Game of Thrones or something like that and just plan oh it out God. over I mean, it. Do the Game of Thrones style series for six. It'd be so damn good, and it's it would. I don't you even think it'd be it that hard to. Do. I know, right? And that's the great thing is you don't even have to mess up the ending. It's already got a great ending, so just let it happen and cast just, all of those people with really good actors and tell the story as is. Uh, but you would need at least like two seasons of a of a Netflix show. To get that to work. I was thinking like five seasons. Five? Yeah. Yeah, to try and tell the entire, like, get into the five yeah. six. Like, that's, yeah. I, yeah. That's where I would do. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the, so the final, the, the MMO in 14, they kind of treat everything like it's canon. And all of those stories exist in the multiverse to the extent that you even get to go and straight up visit the world of Final Fantasy 12 and stuff. Um, and Kefka's in it, for example. So in setting it there, they can kind of do whatever they want, pull on the entire history of the lore, and we won't know what's going to happen. But it's a weird way to go with it. But at the very least, they're doing it as a TV show. So it's like, yeah. I think that's the recognition that if you want to tell these stories, that's how you have to do it. You, you just wonder about budgets and stuff, but yeah, uh, I think Mass Effect could be dope if, again, done really well. Yeah, I've always been really iffy about the idea of a movie because if you just tell the first game, if you just stick to the main storyline of the first game, you don't get to know any of these other people. That that's comment cracks me up. Um, <laughs> just one episode where you're just out there mining. Yeah, where you're just mining because in Mass Effect 2, it's a huge part of you just right. the planet. Hey, there are episodes Fire of Star Trek The Next Generation that are kind of, you know. <laughs> um, but no, like yeah. I, if you just tell the main storyline of Mass Effect, it would be a great movie. 
Yeah. But you don't get to know you don't get to know the universe at all that way. You don't get to really understand the complicated geopolitical stuff that takes place between all the races, all the backs. You know the, the the first contact war where you know Turians and humans and you know Batarians, et cetera, et cetera. They're all after each other, and it's like understanding. In once 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 you get dropped into Mass Effect, you start to learn. Humans are the new race in the galaxy, and they are widely disrespected. Why that is, you know, yeah. why the views That's... of the other races towards humanity, and how humanity is such a—it's—it's it's still in its youth when you compare it to, you know, the other the other races, yeah. and and the different the different philosophies and the different approaches, you know the. The Krogan. That's the best part. You got to dive into all that. Yeah. It's what makes the universe the universe because they right. can just tell the main story. Like the plot. Yeah. Like Saren, the betrayal of the council, you know, the Saren and all of the everything that he does. Um, it's not a spoiler. He's literally the bad guy in the first mission of the game. Right. Um, but, it, and finding out like the entire overarching Reaper storyline and like just that if they just focus on the Saren storyline that it could be a great movie but you would miss everything that makes Mass Effect Mass Effect yeah yeah yeah, I, 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 and it would just be so much cooler and better to do it the other way I agree I think that that would be a lot of fun so okay Okay, I have a couple questions for you now that I have information that I did not previously have. Have you seen the Halo anime? Animated shorts, a collection of animation. What's it called? The Shoot, I'm forgetting right now because I didn't know we were going to talk about this today. But it's basically like the Animatrix, another one. Have you seen the Animatrix? Or the, there's something, uh, so yeah, basically they're collections of animated shorts set in the series. Right, so the Animatrix is one of my favorite collections of animes, and uh, the Halo ones are really, really good. It's the same thing where it's like different artists and directors do a series of short stories that just take place in the universe of Halo. They don't really have anything that is, they're not like starring Master Chief or anything like that. They're just people who are out there, and some of them are really good. I think it's on Netflix, so I highly recommend. Check that out and, and see if it stands up to your hating uh, or not hating of anime. Now, Red versus Blue is a different thing, though. Those are those are hilarious. <laughs> not definitely not anime. Okay, are, are there any other anime that you do like? Just out of, like have you seen Akira or Ghost in the Shell? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. I okay. scared it away. I don't know if those count, but. Hayao Miyazaki films are kind of their own thing, but... That's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are all objectively amazing. Uh, <laughs> Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away and stuff. Yeah, people go crazy over Princess Mononoke. Man. It's one of my favorite... It's one of my favorite movies ever, actually, Princess Mononoke. One of my more tops. More people who have seen it feel that way, I think. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I am an old school anime lover there, Victor. I, I haven't played, have you seen Ninja Scroll or Cowboy Bebop? The uh, Gundam. Yeah, I've seen Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop's pretty good. Um, 
I, I think it's a little bit. I reference the, uh, the Doom but, song every once in a while during that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Usually once or twice uh, during the year I reference it because they go on like a three or four game losing streak and people lose their shit. And I'm like, right, it's, like, it's time for the Doom song. No, doom, Doom, Doom. Those are some classics. I... Uh, I got to say one newer one for those for the five people who want the recommendations and the two people who really don't <laughs> uh, Death Note on Netflix, not the live action one. The live action one is embarrassingly terrible. The anime Death Note, which is like 22 or 24 episodes long in totality. It's like a one season thing is very, very, very very good and not your typical anime experience either like there's almost no action in it most anime are action adventure things and this is like a thinky mystery talky show but it's very good um so yeah uh that's interesting so you just have you have an aversion to the anime i'll have to see if i can get one or two in front of you that you like but i want uh, the halo one i'd be very curious to see because i think the stories are told well enough that you might find it compelling for the record, my biggest aversion to anime is the art style. Um, the really bright colors and the really like high-pitched voices and the really the over-the-top animation with like the big eyes and the crazy reactions and all that. It, right. it, it hurts to watch. Not There's in, a like, certain style there way. that I can't... Oh, no, yeah. It's painful. Like, it just, it phys- no, it physically... I don't... The, the loud, it hurts my head. It, and yeah. I'm just like... Ah. So if you get, uh, if you get like a little more, like if you watch like Castlevania, you don't see that stuff. Right. Like it's graphic and all that, but it's, there's a certain art style that's, that's dope. Right. There's a, yeah, that, that, that's a particular style of anime that I can't stand either. And anytime I start to watch something and they start doing that, I go, nope, sorry, this might be good. A lot of people have told me this was going to be really good, but it sucks. Vampire Hunter D is another fantastic one with the, uh, all the art from Vampire Hunter D is by the Final Fantasy artist, Yoshitaka Amano. Uh, really, really good. I love Vampire Hunter D. And the follow-up, Bloodlust. So, yep. Castlevania was dope, but that that's the one. The one homework is to watch the Halo thing. We'll, we'll have to catch up on that next time and, and talk about what you thought of that. Now Steph is throwing out ones I don't even know. Vinland Saga. Uneven. She hardcore. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, yeah. Uh, So, any other games that we think should be made into movies that haven't been yet? I mean, I I think Last of Us was. I I think it's it's a really interesting like. It's already so cinematic. I'm yeah. not sure why you would want to make that into a movie. Just you could literally go on YouTube and watch all of the right uh, all the cutscenes, cutscenes put together. Yeah. You'll get the story, you'll get the emotion, you'll get the feeling, you'll get the idea, and I feel like you will have just watched a you know probably it's probably like an hour long, but right you will have watched like the movie. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I'm. Have you done that with games before? I've done yeah. that with a few. Yeah. yeah. 
because there are certain there are certain things. I actually I did it with some Warcraft stuff to try and catch up on lore. Yeah. And then I realized how behind I was, and I was like, "Well, I don't have the rest of my life to dedicate to this." So right. I'm good, but the the Arthas story would actually I do know that one. Arthas, the the Lich King, that would be awesome. But um, mm-hmm. no, I'm I I don't think The Last of Us needs to be made into a movie. I feel like Uncharted, on the other hand, would be a great movie because it's yeah. it's a classic like. It, it's a treasure hunting movie and like now I am extremely biased here as a person who will see any movie that involves the words heist or treasure <laughs> hunt I will see it right but uncharted like uncharted is just it's just perfectly it's an it's a perfect fit for a typical action movie yeah that's why, did you see that's the why new tomb raider did I yeah, I the, saw the Tomb Raider. With the the Tomb Raider? No, there, there's a new one with uh, some some British gal that I totally They're forgotten not. about until you were just saying it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it got much uh, publicity. Um, but I heard it was okay. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that's another one that has a similar swashbuckling adventure. Part of such a big part of that game's appeal, though, was the incredible aesthetics involved in it. So you'd want to try and recapture that. Yeah, yeah. You you need that that right look and feel for sure. Uh, it would be awesome, though. But so. yeah, yeah. There's I, I think there's a lot out there, that, and I agree. You've got to find that right balance of like, what are you gaining by turning this? into a film and there are going to be quite a few we're, we're moving into that age where yeah like my mom watched the entirety of the seven remake over a weekend it was like eight or nine hour youtube video that you know you just the graphics are so good it's it's essentially a really well animated movie on its own there's no reason she, she's like this is beautiful she didn't need it to be a live action thing so i was like yeah. what what are we doing this for it, is, it feels like that is a thing that we get bogged down into when we talk about making some of these into movies is the whole like it has to it has to be live action you know yeah. like look at transformers was it so cool to see Transformers live action as they transform and like Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime goes from being a truck, and then all of a sudden he busts out these weapons and he's like chopping dude like pieces of these dudes up, and he's like huge sword right through there. Yeah, it was awesome. But those movies were garbo. And part of first it was one was all right. Part of it was the limitations of yeah. of the of the live action setting. Because right. you need to you need to cast people to be the crux of your story, and so right. much of what was interesting about Transformers had nothing at all to do with, with humans. Right, right. And and it was just like the live action format. It was really cool to see them come to life, but it just wasn't worth it in the end. Right. Like it just I would rather have them stayed on their planet and told their told the origin story. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Victor, we're we're both gonna be with you on this one. We yeah. we'd all everyone any any way Chrono Trigger could come back in any capacity at all would make us all very happy. Remake the game. Yeah. How about just put the game on the PlayStation Network? How about that? How about just make it available? I would I wanna see a remake, I wanna see an animated series, I wanna see the third chrono game that was promised to me twenty years ago. Uh, you know, I just any yeah. I would. Uh, I, I think a Chrono Trigger animated series that ran twenty episodes could would could be incredible, and just tell the story as it. Use the same style. Get Akira Toriyama to do it. Like, <laughs> just that one seems like it would be easy. Like, how hard would it be to make Chrono Trigger? It's almost already that. <laughs> like, Chrono Assault. There you go. I would be. That's when you talked about, like, I would cry if I saw that. If if the trailer came out, I was like, there's going to be a Chrono Trigger show. I would be like... This is the uh, bit, like, it's, it's also kind of like, how did they choose Mortal Kombat? <laughs> That's the other thing. We've had you know? multiple Mortal Kombat movies, Street Fighter, a couple of Street Fighter movies, terrible uh, Chun-Li movie. Yo, I told uh, I, I've said more on this show, but uh, low-key, there is a Street Fighter movie on YouTube that people should go watch. It's actually, Oh, yeah. It gets into the origins of Ken and Ryu, and it's amazing. There's a Mortal Kombat one as well. Legacy is the name of it. If you go and find it, and it does origin stories for all the different characters. It's really, really cool, but yeah, it is funny that like all these fighting games you talked about, like fighting the fighting game genre is not where the good stories in video games come from. Yeah. We have a Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, why? <laughs> we have, you know, all these other, it's like uh, a crazy taxi movie. <laughs> Get out of here. You have all the Uwe Boll movies where he's making like Postal and stuff like that and that all oh, that garbage. That terrible vampire game. Yeah. Um, Blood Rain. Yep. That did, was it. did he make Blood Rain? Yeah. yeah he made Blood Rain. Yep. Meanwhile, yeah, those, games, those games were okay. They were okay, right? How the but hell it, did they become the ones that we decided to adapt in the movie? I don't know. I don't. It's like Halo, Metal Gear Solid, Zelda, Final Fantasy, all that stuff sitting right there. We're making video. Or we're making well, movies. What, what's amazing about Final Fantasy is that every game is a contained storyline. Right. You don't have Just, to worry about like you don't care that there's fifteen hundred Final Fantasy games. Right. You're not. You don't need those. All you have to do is just look at one of them and be like, okay, we're good. Like when you talk about translating Mass Effect to a movie, those three games built upon each other. Right. There's a hundred hours of storyline that you're trying to condense there. It's not the right. case in Final Fantasy. Right. You know, the Tales series is something too. You could take Tales of Symphonia would be. An amazing movie. If you just stuck to the main you gotta, story, yeah, right. It'd be awesome. You know, you don't have to waste a bunch of time messing around in forests with three different characters <laughs> and shit. You just tell the main storyline of the Tree of Life. Yeah, and, I, I think we're getting there, ones. man. I, I think one day, you know, if you would have told me. <clears throat> 10, 15 years ago that the biggest 
movie ever would be built around Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet from (laughs) that and the Thanos snap would be something that everyone's grandmother knew about. I I would you're crazy. There's no way. There is no way that's going to happen. That's, you, <laughs> that's how the MCU started, too, though. This is why the Mortal Kombat thing gives me a little bit of hope. Because the MCU started with Iron Man. Right. I, Just, it didn't start with Captain America. It didn't start with Thor. It didn't start with the X-Men. The X-Men was its own contained fiasco. It didn't, start, it didn't even right. start with Spider-Man. Like, they tried all of those. And, like, there were, there were some, like, levels then, of success there. But it didn't truly pop until the MCU started, and it happened to be with Iron Man. Yeah. really just goes to show you the importance of casting. Right. Because Robert Downey Jr. was was the perfect Tony Stark. They nailed it. You know, it's like getting Hugh Jackman to play a lifetime of Wolverine, and somehow we got one good Wolverine movie. Now, granted, it was the last one, and they nailed it, but it sure feels like we wasted Hugh Jackman as the perfect Wolverine, it just just wait. Yeah. It could have been a lot better. I, I won't go that far. Maybe just because Logan's like probably my favorite Logan, comic like, book I mean, movie. Yeah, it's Logan just is a, Logan is a it's, masterpiece. Of and the movie. somehow it's so good. It retroactively makes the movies before it that weren't as good better. Like it, like even the silly, terrible origins Wolverine movie that it, like it references it a couple of times in Logan. You're like, oh, that makes that movie that makes that one scene in that movie actually matter even though it didn't originally like that's <laughs> that's the only, the powerful only that, the only thing that mattered in origin was every scene gambit was in uh no, hashtag not my gambit uh <laughs> i love i, I love uh, i did too he was, but he was great as tim riggins lifelong riggins for life but yeah uh, yeah uh, but yeah, I agree. Cast it correctly. And, and this final comment here from Mr. Fahrenheit, you know, uh, we went back to this in Mortal Kombat, making it R rather than PG-13. And that, that really goes into understanding the m- mood of your movie. Capturing, if you're Capturing the tone of your, uh, of, yeah. of your source material is a huge part of it. We watched, right. we watched Wolverine go through how many movies where he wasn't allowed to just rip people up? <laughs> right. And then as soon as they did, you got one scene in the Logan where he's defending his limousine and you're like this is gonna be way way different right and it's the best they ever did by a country mile man yeah i'm a big days of future past guy but that's a conversation yeah that that movie rocks but you're right there's still there's always those parts where you're like why doesn't he just cut that dude's arm off like he would in the comic books yeah you're like that those claws should be going through that guy's chest right. should be getting thrown across the room and, right but he's like, not allowed to do it because they hate our time right all right. Well, yeah, I I would agree with our poll that I am generally cautiously optimistic about Really, all of this stuff. Yeah. I, I, we're moving in the right direction. I think. Mortal Kombat. It, if it works, it's a jumping-off point to more to more of these. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake works. Right. It's a jumping-off point, and really, like, talk about talk about nailing casting. Right. The best Spider-Man. Oh, for sure. And if he if he gets this Nathan Drake thing right, that'll be interesting to see him. Like, how long can he be two different iconic characters? Yeah. <laughs> he can end up like the Harrison Ford esque career, right? Just like, like Indiana Jones and Han Solo. 
Right. It's going to be both of these people. Like, oh, come on, man. Except <laughs> for the rest of us. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for... Yeah, just, just keep nailing it. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out. Let us know what you think of these upcoming movies, what other video games you think would be uh, well-turned into movies, and maybe do some casting. I guess that's the one thing we could have gotten deeper into here. Oh, final question. You got your... On the clock here. Who are you going to cast as Shepard? We did all the... I was going to ask you that. Mass Effect conversation. Oh, well, I'm not making a live-action movie, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, weak. Fair enough. I know. If you were... You got to... It's just too fun. Who would... Because that's... You can cast literally anyone you want as Shepard, right? Like, that's one of those... But... Um, fair enough. <laughs> it's like... It doesn't have to be any specific thing but that's maybe why it's an impossible question to answer <laughs> yeah well i guess the first question is is uh are you doing male or female shepherd right that, that that would be a big and even if you were doing the animated show you'd you'd probably have to make that decision for your audience yeah so but this will be fun uh, a lot of fun today, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you all. Make sure you're subscribing to the DNVR Gaming Podcast on your podcast app. You're subscribing to the DNVR YouTube channel so you can catch us live and join the conversation. Uh, we're going to try to get to doing these regularly on Sundays, so make sure that you're catching up with us at this time. Uh, really, really do appreciate you all hanging out with us. Can't do the show without you. And we want to hear from you. Hit us up in the Discord if you subscribe to the DNVR.com. Come into our gaming channel. Let us know what kind of topics in the future you want to hear about, what games you'd like to hear our opinions on, all that good stuff. We want to make sure that you're all involved as well. So, once again, thanks for listening and or watching today's show. For AJ Hayfley, I've been Drew Creaseman, and we will see you next time.